Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. We're really trying to grow the podcast and podcasts typically grow by word of mouth. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it to your story on social media or make a post about it anywhere that that you uh, consume content. Put the word out. We really want to get the word of health and fitness out to as many people as possible. We really appreciate it. And now let's get to the show. back with the coyote fitness podcast hunter here coming to you from the flowwood studios once again got got my two fellas here caleb and tyler and uh we're going to talk about uh you guys have any anything you want to want to start with before we we jump into this episode what up you got the order right uh back appreciate that (laughs) things are back to normal over here i see uh so we're going to talk about supplements today this is one of the uh most often uh, asked about questions. Um, I think this the big one of the biggest things people think about when they first start working out is oh, what supplements do I need to take? And so uh, we just kind of want to talk about brief brief breakdown of, or it could be a long breakdown, however long it takes, of a uh, what supplements we recommend. Um, supplements we get asked about, what we personally take, what we've taken in the past, what we have seen work, and uh, just kind of uh, all things supplements today. I think it's gonna be a uh, good discussion that that'll be really immediately uh, impactful and applicable to your lives. I think supplements are both um, underutilized and maybe overutilized. And that's what's going to be, I think, intriguing about the conversation for for a lot of people and hopefully very insightful. Um, And of course, if you have questions and we don't address something specifically, please ask because the fact is there are thousands and thousands of supplements out there. There are stores that are just packed full of supplements and uh, there's a lot of good and a lot of bad in there. So um, if we don't hit it all, please feel free to write in. Yeah, I think when it comes down to it, uh, simple can be better for a lot of these types of topics that we're going to speak on. And so the more complicated some of these uh, things and brands and different types of supplements get, uh, the, the probably the less trusted they could be for the most part so um i'm interested to see hunter you know kind of what you're thinking about maybe your most commonly used or seen supplement that you've used in the past yeah so um the first thing when it comes to supplements is the word is supplement and it's supplement that means it's supplemental it's not the main course it's an add-on and so um it is not the most important thing um that you're going to do if you're going to make progress when i'm thinking if if your your ultimate health and fitness uh, goal is you know all the things that it takes to achieve your goal, if you break it down to like percentile, you know consistency in the gym, exercising, um, doing the right types of exercise, getting enough sleep, um, what you eat, you know, uh, drink enough water, all that stuff is going to be probably ninety five percent of the of the of that pie. But there is some percent that we can add on once we have all those other things in check. So the first thing I always will ask somebody if they're asking about supplements is asking about those things. How consistent have you been coming to the gym? How much sleep are you getting? What's your diet look like? Are you tracking? Are you getting your macros right? Um, are you drinking enough water? How's your stress level? All of those are going to be much more impactful than adding supplements into it. But if you do have those in place and you're saying, I'm still wanting to to 
you know, get a few more, uh, so, uh, you know, percentiles in, in my, uh, progress, then we can start looking at well, what, what else can we add to it? So the first one to me is always going to be protein. And because the vast majority of people struggle getting enough protein in a, in a, uh, a day-to-day, uh, diet is with modern, uh, diet the way it is, it's really hard to get, um, enough protein that we, uh, recommend for people, uh, to get through just regular food or else you'd be eating a lot of food or eating constantly throughout the day. So protein supplement is the first one I always start with because that's going to have the most impact. I've seen countless times people start taking a protein supplement after their workout and, uh, nearly immediately start setting PR, start feeling better. Body starts changing quickly. Um, and that can be something that really takes somebody to the next level just by adding a protein supplement and starting to actually get the amount of protein that they have been needing to get for a really long time. I think with protein too, one thing that we always want to talk about is if you're going to be consistently supplementing pro- something like protein, which for most people, if you have trouble getting protein and you want to supplement, that's something that's going to be a daily challenge. And so you're going to need to do something daily. And so uh, if you're going to do something 365 days a year, then it's important that the ingredients are as high quality as possible. If you're supplementing sugar before a marathon, you're going to do that once a year, maybe twice a year. It's not super important what the quality of that is. But if you're going to be supplementing something every day, then that's when there becomes a priority and a premium on what is the quality of that. And so for me, the big thing that I look at is the financial concern with with a supplement that you're going to supplement every single day and then uh, the quality of the ingredients. And so for a lot of people, protein, whey protein is a, is a milk-based protein and the lower quality protein that you get from a whey protein source is going to be more, um, the lower the quality, typically the uh, less broken down the whey is and that's going to lead to a lot more gut digestion issues. Um, bloating, gas, you know, loose stool, all kinds of things that you don't necessarily, maybe you learn to live with, but are very, very important when you do something every day. And so uh, that's the biggest concern, I think, for people that is whether or not you can digest lactose and if it needs to be a plant-based supplement or if it needs to be a milk-based or whey. Um, The second thing I think about is the financial aspect of it. And where do you draw the line of, if I'm going to do this every single day, it needs to be affordable, but also realizing that um, if you're going to afford anything, muscle is muscle on your body is something that I would put an investment in. And so I think instead of thinking as the protein as an extra that's an extra expense, I would say that there are a few things as important as maintaining muscle mass to give your body the physical ability to do things, to protect your joints, uh, to give you the capability of doing what you want to do in life. And also the studies that show how muscle mass relates to your longevity and um, your lifespan, I think that those things need to be a premium. With that said, I think that a lot of people are getting really gypped by the expense of proteins that have very little protein. We're talking 15 to 20 grams of protein per serving and that have a lot of carbs, a lot of fat, a lot of additives and can be upwards of 60, $65 for a scoop of protein that has 15 grams of protein. And so uh, for us, you know, we, we sell a supplement at the gym, uh, a scent protein, and part of it is because it balances the quality of the protein, the least amount of lactose, high quality, and then also the affordability of it. That's awesome. And speaking on kind of what Hunter said 
earlier about uh, if you're not taking a supplement, you're going to have to constantly be eating, eating a lot of foods. Uh, Beachbody challenge is going on right now, and I made it a challenge to myself during Beachbody to see what it would feel like for the next six weeks. The challenge within the, the challenge. challenge. Yeah, the underlying challenge here uh, of just eating whole foods, and it's a lot. It's a pretty good bit compared to um, what I think I've gotten used to eating uh, over the course of the last few years. And so something that I think about when it comes to protein is also convenience. When we talk about something that you're consistently taking every single day, sometimes right after a workout, you, I can speak for myself, like I really don't want to eat 25 grams of protein from chicken, you know, but it can be a lot more convenient to have 25 grams of protein that's a little easier to drink, easier on the stomach. And so talk about, you know, a big thing when it comes to, to whether it's whey or plant protein is just the convenience of being able to mix it with some water really quick, drink it in a minute or two, and then get right on with your day. And it's almost no thinking involved. The other benefit of whey protein is that it's fast absorbing. And so it gets in your muscles quicker and it's going to help with uh, soreness and recovery and all that type of thing. Like if you eat chicken after your workout, that's going to take a lot longer for your body to break it down and get in get into your bloodstream and start repairing your muscles. And so there is a benefit to doing it um, post-workout. And so if you are going to take a, a protein supplement, I would always start with a whey or a plant protein that's fast absorbing and start with it post-workout. And that would be the first thing I would I would do is to add it um, right after your workout, put it in a shaker bottle, fill some water, uh, put the powder in the shaker bottle. As soon as you're done, uh, fill it up with water and, and drink it and, and, and go on with your day. So that's the first supplement. And like Caleb mentioned, with all supplements, the supplement industry is a huge industry that they spend millions and probably billions of dollars on advertising um, to try to get you to take their supplements. And so you got to be very um, careful with what you take and do, do your research and make sure what you're taking is, um, you know, a good high quality product as opposed to there's a bunch of bunch of companies that will put a lot of filler in their protein or filler and other things um, to make it cheaper uh, that are not as good for your body. So do a lot of research on that if, if you're not sure what uh, companies to trust or what um, what you should take. We have done that for you. And so what we sell, you can always be um, very uh, confident in that it's the highest quality that we have found in that particular product. And we sell it because we recommend it. So uh, to me, the, the first one is going to be protein. The second one is going to be a multivitamin, and I take a multi, I've take multi. i been taking multi for years, and now I take Thorns Multi. It's uh, an AM and PM uh, thing, and I uh, it makes a huge difference for me and how I feel. It just helps me make sure I'm getting all my vitamins and minerals uh, and my micronutrients that are going to help me, um, you know, help my diet, help help my uh, help me have a, a healthy full um, spectrum of, of everything that I need every single day. It definitely helps my sleep at night when I am taking it. If I run out and I quit taking it, it definitely, I don't get high as quality as high of quality of sleep. It helps with inflammation, all that type of stuff. So a multivitamin to me to make sure I can get my micronutrients in is uh, the, the number two supplement I would recommend. Second for me is going to be, um, is going to be electrolytes. And I say that because I am very active in my job. And so um, I'm usually operating at a higher body temperature. I've sweat a lot more. I'm moving around a lot. And so because of that, I've found that it's easy for me to get dehydrated and just drinking plain water throughout the day, even if it's a hundred plus ounces, which is very normal for me, um, standing beside a water machine all day, which is very convenient. Uh, it, it's, uh, still, I was finding that I was a little bit kind of 
not foggy, but just fatigued feeling often when I was working out. And so about a year and a half ago or so, I started uh, supplementing an electrolyte and it made a tremendous difference. I think the the place that I felt it the most was in my focus throughout the day. And then the second was when I exercised, water became the thing that was what made me either feel fatigue immediately when I started working out or if I felt just that kind of like youthful energy that you sometimes can feel in those days where you really are like, I felt great during that workout or, oh, I just got on the bike and my legs felt heavy right away. To me, it was staying hydrated. And the other thing that electrolyte helps me do is it helps me just start drinking water, yeah. right? It's it's the example I put as a side note, you know, people ask a lot about greens powders. I don't, I don't know if greens powders are as good as a multivitamin or what the difference is. At the end of the day, if you start the day with a greens powder, you're typically drinking it with water and you're typically starting off the day by making a declaration that I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to drink water and I'm going to make my diet and my nutrition a priority. So uh, starting the day with electrolytes helps me start the day with that focus and priority of, of staying hydrated, which is relates to a lot of energy levels. And for a lot of people, their hunger as well. Yeah. It's kind of one of those, like you almost kind of trick yourself into drinking a little more water. And that's actually, I was going to back up number two with electrolytes, but also what I've found a good habit that I've stacked. And this has helped me a lot, um, is I do an electrolyte supplement first thing in the morning, uh, with my creatine. I go ahead and put creatine into, uh, my electrolyte mix. It's tasteless. The electrolytes taste great, taste like citrus lime. Um, and from there, what you can do is it, you already check that box. And so it kind of is one of those empower things where it's like, hey, I checked my box. I have my electrolyte in my water. I mix some creatine with it. Um, and you, all you really need with creatine as far as it goes is five grams a day. You don't really have to get too crazy about loading and unloading and just take, you know, we sell one here and I, I take that every morning, one scoop into my electrolytes and it kind of gets my day started early. So we can talk about creatine. Creatine is the most uh, researched supplement on the market, um, and it is it uh, is proven time and again that it definitely works. And uh, there's so many different creatines out there, and I've taken a lot of different types. But ultimately, you just need to take a creatine monohydrate. The biggest thing a lot of people will say is, I heard creatine will make you bloated, and those will be the creatines that have a lot of different uh, types of creatines and other additives into it can make you bloated and hold water weight. If you just take creatine monohydrate, I have never experienced any type of bloating and I've never seen anybody experience any type of bloating with creatine monohydrate specifically, unless you're taking a, a super high amount. So like uh, Tyler said, five grams of creatine monohydrate a day. And what creatine does is uh, your body naturally produces creatine. It's just producing, it's giving you more of what your body naturally produces. So it's not like it's a foreign substance or anything your body is already producing. It's just giving you more of it. And what it does is it's not necessarily going to make your one rep max stronger. What it does is going to allow you to uh, replenish uh, that creatine, uh, phosphogen creatine uh, energy system when you're actually doing reps. So say you're doing a set of 10 uh, reps and then you gas out and then you start taking monohydrate. Well, you might be able to do, get another extra one or two reps at the end of that set. And you add that extra work that you're able to do over an extended period of time and you will be able to get stronger and put on more, more muscle. And so 
That is definitely proven to work. Lots of people take it. This, the creatine we take is blon uh, we sell here is Blonix, and it's it's called HMB Plus. So it also has HMB in it as well, which is another uh, quality supplement, and it basically amplifies the effects of the creatine monohydrate. So it's a very good supplement that definitely works. Lots of people take it and have had uh, tremendous success with it. So creatine monohydrate is one that I always recommend for people if they're wanting to take the next step and add another supplement. Um, it's more of a performance-based supplement. It's going to help you, uh, your performance increase, especially in uh, the types of workouts where we do where muscle endurance uh, can be a, a limiting factor. It's going to help you do a couple more reps um, before you put that barbell down, which over time is going to help you to, to get stronger and build on more muscle and make more gains. And uh, Just a note, it doesn't matter when you take it. Tyler takes it in the morning. I put it in my workout, my post-workout shake just because it's easy to mix in. And um, But again, most of it, it should be tasteless. It should be you know, you, it doesn't matter what time of day you take it. You don't need to take it differently. Just take it steadily every day. And, uh, there's no need with that, uh, that serving size, um, to need to change that at any point and load it or take a break from it. It's, it's not enough to need to do any of that. Keeps, uh, keeps what? Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Uh, one thing I'll add to that that is more of a performance-based is carbohydrates. And we have, uh, I think, for a different, and we use the term athletes because generally this is a performance-based thing. Most of us who are just, if you're working out for your health, you don't need to supplement a carbohydrate. But if you do happen to um, be in a place where you work out multiple times or you have long bouts of exercise, so you're doing a race uh, or you're working out, and doing multiple sessions where you do maybe the class workout and then you want to do the extra strength work or some extra uh, aerobic training with running or biking or rowing. Um, supplementing carbohydrates is going to be another way to help begin the recovery process quicker and help get some sugar, get some energy back to your muscles that you have depleted during the course of your hour of training and help begin to give you that sustaining uh, energy throughout your multiple sessions. If you have a performance goal and you are training a lot, you're also going to be expending a lot of energy and that carbohydrate need is going to be tough to get from real food, just like protein. It's another macro, macronutrient that you can supplement um, because the need for carbohydrates may start to get into the 300s or 400s. And in order to eat that much, it's very challenging. And so um, carbohydrate supplements, you can get anything from powdered sweet potato to just the pure broken down sugar, dextrose, um, all kinds of different things. I know in the years uh, for specifically with CrossFit athletes, they have experimented with all kinds of things. You can go as simple as Gatorade powder or a gummy bear, but that's not going to be your everyday person. Just a side note, performance-based uh, supplement, carbohydrates may be another thing that you would explore if you have a performance goal. And on that topic, someone sent me a, a really great analogy the other day. I've got a client who is in the Ironman triathlon world, and she's constantly doing very longer sessions, longer bouts, and sent me an analogy from someone else that I wanted to share is that uh, your body is like a phone battery. When it comes to the performance athlete, when it comes to that longer distance person, if this relates to you, um, and so the analogy was saying, instead of thinking of your body like a car, whenever you completely, uh, you can, if you're a car, you can go to the service gas station, fill up with gas in like two minutes, and then you're good to go all the way again. Uh, but if your phone, if your body's like a phone battery and your phone battery dies, it's going to take quite a while for the battery to get completely back up to 100%. And so when it comes to carbohydrates, if you completely deplete after 60, 70 minutes of 
pretty strenuous exercise and you're completely gone, then it's going to take a while for you to get back up to where you were. So thinking of carbohydrates is like plugging your phone in, even if you already have like 50% charge just to get yourself back to up to 100 is the analogy that I like to use with some of the clients and athletes that I've been able to work with for carbohydrates. We always joke about Tyler being an old soul, but you <laughs> almost just said service station for the gas At the station. service station, yeah. I just, Mulberry, man. You were meant to live in Mulberry. <laughs> so uh, I'll, uh, I forget what order we're in now, but I'll, I'll go with my next one. And uh, that's going to be fish oil for me. This is something I've been taking for well over 10 years now. And basically what fish oil is, is omega-3, which is an anti-inflammatory. Um, our diets are, are chock full of omega-6s, which are pro-inflammatory. And so uh, if we can even out that or try to even out that balance by supplementing with omega-3s, um, that's going to allow us to um, fight inflammation in our body. And um, I take, at this point, I take krill oil, which is a little bit higher uh, concentration of omega-3s in it. And so it's just a pill form that I take every day. Um, I get it off of Amazon. I think it's called Red uh, something uh, Krill Oil. I can't remember what the company is, but it's just a red bottle. And uh, to me, it's it's it just has a tremendous impact on me. If I run out and I quit taking it, like sometimes my joints will start hurting a little bit. Um, and so it helps with my infl inflammation. Uh, helps me feeling good. Uh, helps keeping me feeling good. And uh, just the more anti-inflammatory things I can take. Uh, naturally, not not like ibuprofen or anything like that, but the more natural anti-inflammatory things I can take, just the better I feel, the more energy I have, the better I perform, um, the better I digest food, all that type of stuff. So uh, omega-3s from uh, fish oil is, uh, is the next one for me. Something that we're all taking right this second is caffeine. And most people don't think about caffeine as a supplement. They think about it as like a this is how I survive the day, but it really is a supplement. You're supplementing energy in the form of uh, caffeine that gives you that, uh, that productivity or energy or whatever you're looking for alertness. So caffeine is something we can talk about just a ton, but I think just keeping it simple. Um, it's important to also not use caffeine for different periods of time because when you begin to fill up your caffeine stores, you basically just have to have it to survive as opposed to it becoming something that you can use to your advantage. And so taking time every you know six to eight weeks or every two to three months um, to take 48 to 72 hours away from caffeine is going to give you the ability to use caffeine again and feel like that first time you remember taking you know that best cup of coffee and the energy you feel it's going to help you replenish that and experience that more often as opposed to just taking caffeine all throughout the day and just filling those stores up and then just getting the negative effects that jittery feeling so uh, caffeine is something I would use. Uh, and then the last thing about caffeine that I would say is be careful using caffeine in the afternoons because for caffeine has a half-life of nine hours. And so if you are taking caffeine at two, three, four o'clock, then the reality is it, even if you don't feel the effects in terms of jittery, there is still an effect of your sleep quality that studies have shown that um, is is having a de detrimental effect on your recovery. And so um, if you're working out at four or five o'clock in the afternoon and your life doesn't depend on your performance, I would say it's probably better to have a little, a little less energy feeling and sleep better. That's going to give you that continuous cycle of feeling good long-term than that burst of energy at four or five o'clock. And then, uh, you know, laying in bed, trying to, trying to fall asleep or getting low quality sleep. So caffeine, I'd cut it around one o'clock noon, um, and see how that affects your sleep. I, I cut, I started 
cutting out caffeine after 12 and it made a huge impact on my ability to fall asleep and i, I typically don't have a, a trouble uh, trouble falling asleep at all and i used to have a lot of trouble falling asleep so one of the things i did was cut out caffeine after 12 i'm just gonna throw in that every cup of coffee is the best cup of coffee uh, <laughs> here, we go. Uh, here we go but yeah um that does bring up a one little note i'll throw in on caffeine is like uh caffeine from different sources or different types um some people have noted that like caffeine from an energy drink gets them completely wired well sometimes energy drinks put other things in the mix like we kind of mentioned earlier to make your body digest that protein longer uh or not protein sorry i was looking at the word protein uh <laughs> caffeine longer so um you know the simpler that you can put things into your body the simpler they are uh the easier of a time your body's going to have taking advantage and use of what that thing is so like typically for for me like i everyone if you know me you know like i love coffee uh that's my favorite type of caffeinated pre-workout whatever you want to call it um but if i find myself working out later in the day um or maybe having a longer day then um what i'll try to do is i'll try not to max out my caffeine too early in the day um you know if my first serving of caffeine is before the sun is up um, i really have to be mindful of well whenever my day gets going if i get that groggy feeling I'm probably dehydrated more than I need just uh, some type of caffeine supplement. So something to think about is like in that afternoon, in that midday, if you feel that lull, um, you know, again, check those basic boxes first, the hydration box first, because um, sometimes you don't need another cup of coffee. Sometimes you need to go outside, take some fresh air and drink a cup of water. So Water is a huge contributor to your energy levels. And I think that I couldn't agree more that sometimes we look to caffeine because we don't think water will do the trick and water really will do the trick if we're, um, if we're drinking enough of it early enough in the day. Whenever I am feeling, starting to feel like sluggish and tired and a little bit foggy headed, I'll always start by drinking 20 ounces of water. And that almost always energizes me and makes me feel so much better. And so a lot of times just being dehydrated can to lead to that. Um, my next one would be a uh, probi uh, probiotic. So probiotic is something that has really been a game, ch game changer for me in my gut health and um, modern society, we uh, take so many antibiotics growing up that it kills the uh, the gut flora that helps us digest food and helps us, um, you know, process things and get the nutrients to our body that we need from our food. And so over time, uh, we get fewer and fewer uh, gut bacteria and what that causes us to not be able to digest food well. And, and, and when we can't digest, digest food well, it causes inflammation in the gut and can, can lead to pretty much any type of ailment you can think of. And we've gone into depth on this a lot in previous episodes. So I would encourage you to go back and check those out if you want to listen to them. But um, gut health is the older I get, the more and more important I realize it is. And it, to me, it's like the most important thing I think about when I'm thinking about my health. And that number one comes with an, uh, probiotic. And so adding in probiotics every day is something that I've, I've been doing for years. I continue to do it. And it always makes a difference in my digestion, how my how I feel after I eat, that type of thing. I also am very conscious of what I eat and how I react to it and try to limit things that I don't digest well. Um, but I've noticed as I spent more and more time working on developing my gut health, I've been able to um, digest foods better than I used to in, in previous, uh, in the past. So I just take a probiotic that I get off of Amazon now. I, um, it's a liquid dropper. It's, it's gosh, I, I'm, I, I'm drawing a blank on the name, but it's, uh, it's like uh, Mama something or uh, I can't remember 
what it what it's called. I'll I'll try to look it up in a second and, and tell you guys what it is, but it's just a, a liquid dropper. It's got about fifty billion, um, and I uh, I take it every day, and it, it it's had a huge impact on me. Uh, one thing about uh, probiotics is that everybody tolerates different ones a little bit differently. So some people um, will take a probiotic and their just their stomach can't handle it, and that's that's completely fine. You just keep trying and find a different one, and keep trying ones until you find one that that really works for you. So uh, probiotic to me is uh, something that's a staple in my day to day life. I take a probiotic that is has a fiber. Uh, it's called Sun Fiber, and it's a uh, it has probiotic in it as well. And then at different times, I've experimented with doing. Um, you know, two to three months with a really high strength probiotic, like a hundred billion plus. Um, but that's not something that I need to take all the time, but it, it just drastically changed my digestive system and how my stomach felt. Uh, and even since doing that, I've noticed I'm getting fewer headaches. Um, and I think the big thing for people that are thinking about a probiotic is if you're trying to control your macros and you're eating more protein and you know supplementing protein and you're balancing your carbs and fat but your stomach is inflamed and not digesting that food essentially all those foods are just getting into your stomach and uh and passing through without being able to absorb the nutrients and use those and so if you're having stomach issues it is 100% more important to focus on giving your stomach the um the ability to use the food you're eating. Uh, and so that may be a missing link for a lot of people. And so I would say, uh, to explore that and, and, you know, we can dig into that deeper with you. If you have questions, my, uh, the probiotic I found is Mary Roos organic liquid. Probiotic. Mama Mary, Mama Mary Roos on Amazon is what I take. Nice. Um, something on another note from that, that I'll throw in, uh, that I began to take more consistently, but be careful not to rely on, um, is a sleep time supplement. Um, I'm a fan of taking something along the lines of like beam. Um, I found that it's a really nice way for in the afternoons and the evenings. Um, Cassidy and I will split a serving of beam cause it is pretty strong. If you're not used to taking a nighttime supplement, we share one between the two of us. It's enough for both of us to help us kind of wind down um, in the afternoon whenever we're reading or sitting on the back porch. Um, but it can act pretty quick, and it can also be pretty strong. So um, with those kind of things, if you're taking like a melatonin supplement, same thing with the caffeine, I would say, is like if you rely on it every night, uh, your adrenals can become used to it or become tapped, and it doesn't necessarily become as useful. So something that um, I'll mix between those is either a beam supplement, like a nighttime supplement. It's got melatonin and magnesium and all sorts of fun little things in it um, or something like a sleepy time tea, just something warm in the evening I found has kind of helped with my sleep um, because I can find myself wired in the evenings, uh, especially if it's been, I've been go, go, go during the day. It's good for me to be able to kind of unwind. And so um, a, a melatonin supplement, a beam supplement um, is something that I found has been pretty helpful for me. Um, I take CBD at night before bed and I take a, a liquid CBD. Um, I also drink the Kill Cliff CBDs uh, post-workout. Um, they're an absolute game changer for me as far as my sleep um, and in, uh, inflammation. Like since I've started doing it and these other things, I rarely get any pain or inflammation. And um, if I do, it goes away pretty quickly once I work on it. And so, like I mentioned earlier, I'm always trying to monitor and limit inflammation in my body. 
And so this is one of the biggest things that I do every day is uh, CBD uh, drink post-workout and then CBD right before bed. And it has a huge impact on my sleep if I, if I stop taking it as well. And I sleep very deeply when I do take CBD. So finding a good uh, CBD supplement to take, I think it's in Beam as well, yep. um, is, uh, has, been a, a, has been you know a, a complete game changer for me as far as my sleep and inflammation. And like I mentioned earlier, I used to have a lot of trouble sleeping. I would fall asleep and then wake up and then have trouble falling back asleep. And I don't really have issues at all sleeping anymore. I typically fall asleep quickly after, shortly after I shut my eyes, and I usually sleep through the night uh, pretty much every single night. So um, when you are getting enough sleep, it really makes the rest of your life so much better. So anything that I can do to make sure I get a good a good night's sleep every night is, is a paramount for me. That's what's important. I think you know we probably just gave you like $600 a month worth of supplements. And for every single person listening, there's uh, some of these things are more of a concern than others. It may not be every single one of them. So uh, it may be, I'm having trouble gaining muscle. You know, protein is going to be the first thing, the first step, the easiest step uh, before you jump down the probiotic train and going into there and start drinking beam every night. But if sleep is an issue for you, sleep your your body is going to be a basically your day is going to be a result of how well you slept and so as we finish up on that um and say good night to you from this episode here pretty soon think about your sleep if the sleep is an issue i almost would say let's start there we started at the end but if you're not sleeping your exercise is not great your performance at work or your energy levels throughout the day that's affecting every interaction that you have and how your experience is through life and so i think that that's an important aspect of uh of all of these things is trying to triage what's most important for you and then to just slowly start to incorporate because we didn't none of us started with all of these things just you know one big order it was all right i'm going to start this i'm going to take this step wow that really paid off i'm i think i'm at a point where i'm going to try to let me try the electrolyte and see how i feel you know with my energy levels throughout the day let me try a probiotic and see if i can help my stomach not be as upset so figure out triage that for yourself and then just take one step at a time don't feel like you've got to start all of these tomorrow, uh, but just uh, you know, take the long game approach, the longevity approach. Hunter's talking about these things have been a game changer for him, but it's been a 13-year process of figuring out what are some things that my body needs to, to operate, and then what are things that were important to me 13 years ago, and then six years ago, and then now how's my life changed and what's a bigger priority and so as your life starts to progress through these different stages other things may become a priority and then it may be more important to shift your focus to another supplement as opposed to you know the the creatine for your performance goal maybe take a step away from that and focus on the sleep for your uh for your work or I've taken so many supplements over the years and I didn't mention a lot of them in here and there were some benefits to some of the supplements I took but um, what, what I mentioned now is the things that, I, that are big for me and the most important things. And, um, if you, um, you know, want to go either, either even further down the rabbit hole on this, I'd be happy to talk to anybody about this and, and maybe talk about some different supplement ideas that you have or what you want to talk about one or the other. But for me, these are all going to be the biggest bang for your buck. And you, hopefully you guys, um, you know, learn something from this and, and maybe can find one or two things that you can implement into your life. But the biggest thing is try one, see how your body responds to it, see if it's worth it or not. And if it is, keep going. If not, then stop doing it and move on and try something else. You know, it's always about what, what works for every single person. There's not going to be one thing that works for every single, every single person. Every, everybody's a little bit different and what they need is a little bit different. And, and so it's just really finding what, what is most important um, to you and help you reach your goals. But 
I think uh, before we move on, is there any other supplements or anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap it up? No, I think we covered it. Cool. All right, so let's move on to the next segment. Outside the box. So, I know what Caleb has going on this weekend. I have going on right this right second. Right now, yeah. Uh, Tiger Woods. Um, yeah, Masters is going on. That's that's what's definitely happening this weekend. We're uh, we're going to take a quick little weekend getaway, going down to the beach. We're going to watch the Masters. Hopefully it doesn't rain. Uh, we'll know this by the time you guys are listening to this. But that's what I got going on outside the box. Masters and uh, just a little relaxing. Cool. Uh, Cassidy and I have been cooking a lot more. That's a fun thing that we've been doing. And so uh, outside the box, we have been exploring some new recipes and doing fun things like that. And so uh, she's really big in the farmer's market uh, world. So if you follow her on Instagram, you've probably seen just about every Saturday she's been at the farmer's market. And so a lot of uh, fun recipes to explore there. So stay tuned. If you follow me on Instagram, we'll start posting some more of those. That sounds fun. Claire and I are going to go try out a new restaurant this weekend. That's always exciting. A new uh, Italian restaurant in uh, in Bellhaven. I, uh, something Osteria. I can't remember what it's called. but um, Palat, Palat something. There you yeah, go. That was good. Palatina. I've heard really good things about it. And so we're, uh, we had to make reservations about two weeks out because they were so busy. But we're going to go on Saturday and really looking forward um, to that. So, uh you know, you know, you're getting old when you're looking forward to going out to eat to dinner on Saturday night. But or that's farmers market. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that's, that's what that's what we got going on, and uh, really looking forward to that and a nice relaxing weekend as well. Um, before we got some travel coming up um, here in the next uh, couple months. So, uh, you guys got anything to recommend before we uh, wrap it up? I'll recommend something, please. Uh, I think that sauces are really overlooked in the importance of keeping a consistent nutrition routine. So here's my recommendation. Next time you go eat somewhere, um, namely Chick-fil-A, and you swing through, get as many of the sauces as they'll give you. I've been using their buffalo sauce, and for a lot of people doing the Beachbody Challenge, they're eating a lot more protein, a lot more meat. And they it's almost like you think, oh, I've got to eat more protein. This is going to be terrible. It's just a ton of meat. It's hard to eat that much. But all you need is a lower calorie sauce that can help, that can go a long way. Um, it doesn't have to be ranch. And so uh, my recommend is find a good sauce. I like the buffalo sauce from Chick-fil-A. I think it's 50 calories versus maybe the like Chick-fil-A sauce, which is, you know, up towards 140, two, yeah. 140 calories, which, <laughs> you know, if you, and it's a lot thicker. So you end up using a lot more of it, you know, find a good thin sauce that you can stir around on you know on your food and it's going to spread it a lot more but um finding a good sauce is my recommendation go to go to kroger walk through the aisles and find a flavor that you look forward to when you go out to eat somewhere and then bring that into every single meal and i promise you're going to look forward to the meals that you eat at home and so uh anyway that's my recommendation i'll double down on that because um the sauce i go to is a buffalo sauce it's called moore's buffalo sauce i get it from kroger and every time I do the beach body challenge or I'm really starting buckling down on my lunches specifically and it goes to rice and chicken. I always add the buffalo sauce to it and I enjoy it and it makes it easy to uh, to eat because I have a good sauce that I really enjoy and um, I could eat it every single day because I love buffalo sauce. This is just sorry, piggyback on that. I was just thinking I've also done something growing up. My uh, my granddad used to um, fry fish and he would do a mustard hot sauce 
kind of like coating on it before he would batter it and then we do it deep fried so it was like spicy fried fish and it had like a mustard hot sauce thing well that's something we eat once a year and i love and i was like man i could just mix mustard and hot mustard sauce and together hot sauce. and so and it also kind of scratches that itch for like if you if you like a good like i love a five guys burger well i like the hot sauce on it i get mustard on it and so being able to do that and add that to ground beef you can get lean ground beef and find a flavor that you like and all of a sudden you look forward to it when you go home and then it's inconvenient to go to five guys it's a lot more convenient to go home you get to do it four or five days a week and get hit your goal so my other go-to is tony's so oh, uh, yeah tony's yeah. just sprinkle tony's, tony's on hashers, it. Yeah. baby. you can put yeah. that on anything put it on anything <laughs> there you go. uh and speaking of if you're doing beach body challenge and you need a fun way to find new meats and possibly vegetables go to the farmer's market on saturdays uh, it's a fun time, and they have a lot of grass-fed uh, local places um, that bring in meat. Uh, there's a guy that comes up from Louisiana that has fresh shrimp. Uh, so fun, fresh ways to get uh, some new meat, vegetables, and fruit. There's a lot of fruit going on right now, so it's a nice time of year to hit the farmer's market up. Wear your Crocs with your jeans to the farmer's market and you will get like a just a i guess you get bonus points they they just assume you belong there they, do. And you, they just give you they stuff. give you better deals do you wear cargo shorts so you can store stuff in there as well hunter i'm an old soul i'm not a <laughs> maniac <laughs> <laughs> do you haggle prices at the farmer's market there is some bartering involved <laughs> yeah maybe all right well um that's uh that's a good episode guys i thought we uh really covered a lot of good stuff there and uh hopefully that'll be uh you know, helpful for you guys and you can implement it into your health and fitness routine and improve the quality of your life. So that's it for this week. We will catch you next time. silky smooth sounds.